Tour. T-O-U-R. Oh, nice. And just went to all the different taquerias and had like one taco at every place. Fuck. And I really I, I wanna I wanna plan that out here throughout the city and just ride my bike to all the different taquerias. Dude, what the hell? I'm trying to I went to dis I'm like on their website and it asked me if I was 21, like all these websites do and the only option was no okay now i can apparently huh that was weird yeah, um, that's just utah getting ahead of the curve just to like ban <laughs> alcohol online that's their new way of doing it on all of these websites it's like are you 21 no dude and i clicked no and it took me to like some like parents against alcoholism yeah uh, what you should hell? learn how alcohol is bad for you, dude. No, no those are always like the pretty. worst websites and commercials, too. It's like have a talk with your kid about booze. I'm actually gonna, like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open this again and see if I can go to that website because I'm curious what is going on over there. I would actually say that me not resorting back to like my functional alcoholic days might be my biggest 2020 victory. I gotta take a screenshot of this. This is hilarious. It's literally the only option. I started just building a gym in my house, so I'm just like, whatever. Bought myself an easy bar. Got some, got some uh, weight plates too. Oh, yes. I'm trying to get some 45s now. Oh yes. Uh, gonna get like an Olympic Olympic bar too, just so I can do everything. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's like if you have like, if you have like an easy bar, an Olympic bar, and some kettlebells, you can do pretty uh-huh. much anything. I've got a couple of kettlebells. I've got. Just my straight bar for, you know, curls and bench press and whatever else and squats. And oh, yeah. Um, I got a TRX. So I don't have like a pull up bar, but like TRX, I can, it's the same thing. And I've got a bunch of bands. I've got my heavy, my heavy bag and my bike, and that's all I need. Yeah. Just make sure you uh, wear protection when you're using the bands so you don't hairy read yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see, I'm tweeting out. I was online trying to learn about eight settlers and Utah, state of Utah's getting ahead of the curve and making sure I don't know shit. I think there should be one of those on Utah.gov. Should be one on the Jazz website too. I think the Jazz have done more harm to me. Than <laughs> that's right. To be honest, though, the Jazz have actually done quite a lot of good for me because that's where I gained all of my coping skills. That's true. I mean, honestly, like. You can get through like the 2000s without like harming <laughs> yourself in any way. Then. If you got through 97 and 98, bro. You, we went to the finals. That's the best year ever. I'm talking like like 2004 onward until like 2007. Oh, like those three years before like Darren Williams if showed you, up. Yeah, that and if you can sur- if you survived the Ty Corbin era. <laughs> if you survived Milt Palacio starting point guard. <laughs> If you survived Ben Hanlogden, you're 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 set for life. Ben Hanlogden, oh my god, fucking guy looked like Jaws from James Bond. Oh my god, this so I I clicked on the website and it takes me to, uh, um, I clicked no and it took me to Parents Empowered slash Y slash Law and it says what is the law and it's like some state trooper like standing in front of the apartment building on South Temple that's also in the movie Hereditary where like the witch lady lives and um, and he's about to tell me on Vimeo why drinking's bad I think 
Drinking's bad, but we're also not going to host on YouTube. That's right. It's big Vimeo, guys. Uh, let's see. Drinks are bad. Okay. Uh, I hate this fucking state. I'm trooper friendly, and I'm here to tell you why drinking underage is the worst thing that can happen to you involving a police officer. Yep, here we go. All right. Let's go. Trevor, was that your name? Hi. I'm Trooper Lawrence Hopper with the Utah Highway Patrol. And I just Let's talk about the laws head. against underage drinking. We have what's called a zero tolerance policy. That means that if you're under 21, you cannot possess, consume, buy, try, or have any alcohol in your system whatsoever. Utah's strict laws are known as not a drop rules. Nice. Most people don't know the penalties, but they are severe. And if you're there a are minority, big fines and jail we'll time, you. and you can have your license revoked. Right. It's important for parents to help their kids understand the law. They're there for their own protection. We don't want to see another DUI. When kids stay alcohol free, it keeps them safe. We know that parents think sometimes there are exceptions, but there aren't any. Teach your kids boundaries and set rules. Your kids are more likely to listen to you than they are to me. <laughs> I wonder Let's work why, together dipshit. to keep our kids alcohol free. Thanks for visiting Parents I didn't choose this. Okay. Like like the, I just I don't understand this like this thing that like law enforcement and government does all the time where they say like you don't want us in our in your lives. We're actually bad at this and and like there's a reason people don't trust us. Which is just the most remarkable self-own. Dude, I know. And like yeah, that right. what's that Ronald Reagan quote where he says like the worst thing you can hear is like I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Yeah, but those are the elements of government that conservatives dislike. They love cops and they love the military and they that's love right. and they love tax breaks that are designed and tax code that's designed to assist assist them and the base. So Yeah. Yeah, but, I don't know. But just that whole like you shouldn't want to rely on us, you shouldn't want us in your lives. Then like then what the fuck are you doing here in the first place, dude? I mean, we have to have cops protect us from like eighteen-year-olds drinking the six-pack behind like a Smiths. I don't. That's right. It's really scary out there. Um, That's why we can't cut cops' budgets or get rid of MRAPs or M4s to police officers. Like we we need them to, you know, bust up the rowdy teens behind the supermarket. Yeah, that's that's where the uh, that's where the real crime is happening. Um, that's where that military equipment comes in handy. I'm on the Jay and Silent Bob beat. Dude, yeah, that's where the, the military equipment comes in handy with like the uh, wheels that like morph depending on the. I just saw a cool clip of the some new military technology where the wheels change depending on the surface that the Humvee is driving on. I'm really looking forward to those um, just rolling down the, all the sidewalks and parks of downtown uh, Salt Lake City next summer. It's going to be great. Look how badass this is. We had to close down two libraries to fund it. <laughs> That's fucking bleak. Well, hey, um, might as well get started. It's Brigham Young Money. It's uh, it's another one. We're we're back. We're still alive. We're still kicking. As much as uh, as the haters are trying to get us down, we can't be stopped, can we? Uh, let me be clear. We are going anywhere, <laughs> just like me. That's right. That's absolutely right. Uh, Greg's impression of Obama is going nowhere. And Obama isn't going anywhere either. So, boys, Jordan, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, Christmas. 
was a time for reflection. Yeah. And I didn't reflect that much. I don't know. I just watched Die Hard like twice and call it a night. Nice. No, I know what? it's cliche to like watch Die Hard now because it's like, it's not cool actually. It's not a Christmas movie. It's just a tangentially Christmas movie. I don't care. Yeah. I so, just like watching. I didn't even watch the first one. I watched the third one. The best one. That is the best one. Did, so no Wonder Woman 84 for your Christmas, it turns out. I tried to watch it for like 30 minutes and then just like got bored and just turned it off because I just could not be bothered anymore. Like it's, I get it. Like it seems like a superhero movie. I just don't care about those anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, how was, how was your, your Christmas? How was it with the, with the little one? Pretty fun. You no, know, it was, it was a good time for the boy. I mean, yeah, we were able to to get together with a little bit of family, staying distanced and wearing masks. Uh, we made some little bird feeders, which was kind of like the highlight of his day. We actually just got some pine cones, like you cover them up with peanut butter and then you roll it up in bird seed and you can hang it out on your- uh, Oh, that's cute. Hang it out on your porch or, you know. I like that. Or on your patio. Yeah, it's fun and it was a good time. Yeah, there's there are a few things better than watching a little boy's eyes light up on Christmas Day. So that was oh, yeah. a lot of fun. That's nice. Yeah, and it was it was pretty uh, pretty relaxing, pretty low key. I confused the shit out of myself trying to watch Tenet. I'm not, oh. smart I'm not I'm not smart enough for it. Like it was cool. The guns were cool. Although I do have <laughs> I do have a gripe though. Okay, about, hit us. I haven't seen it. Christopher Nolan. And his movies and just movies in general, it's just like there, there are too many beautiful people in that movie. Everyone Interesting. in that movie it's is, too good looking. is gorgeous. Ah. And like, just give me more like Michael Shannons and like Chris Coopers. I love me some Michael Shannon. And like, like yeah, like Tenet with like Ron Perlman. Like, give me some like ugly people. It was just, it was too much. It was like sensory overload when it came to beauty. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I forgot. I uh, over Christmas, I also watched that Michael Shannon movie where his wife is cheats on him with a furry. Oh is, shit! I don't oh, know shit. what I don't know what that is. Which <laughs> it was a good one. It was a nice little like holiday one. It was it was cute. It's not like the standard like dark fair that Michael Shannon. Usually oh, you're thinking does. of uh, Revolutionary Road? Just kidding. No. Um, oh, shit. Yes, that one. <laughs> Let's see which one. What it? What the fuck? What movie could you was, possibly be talking about? I don't remember the name. He was like a grocery store clerk or something like that. And it was just like, it's, it almost essentially felt like a Hallmark movie, but with like uh, Michael Shannon in it. What the hell? It wasn't what? Also, I think, oh yeah. He also fakes being Bigfoot the entire movie. What the hell? What? It I seems like the weirdest movie. This is a, this time. is not, this is not a thing. I'm like looking through his list of what could it be out of, it's not kangaroo Jack. It's not mud. Oh, it's Pottersville. Yeah, that's it. It's Pottersville. Okay. Okay. I'll add it to the Maynard, a, a, a beloved local businessman, is mistaken for a legendary Bigfoot during an in- inebriated romp through a town in a makeshift gorilla costume. That's like the Google summary of that movie. Yeah, that's pretty uh, dead on for it. Cool. Okay. I watched, um, speaking of Michael Shannon, it was earlier this year that I, I, I really enjoyed it quite a bit. It's a movie called Take Shelter. Um, with uh, Michael Shannon, and it is really, really good. Um, and very, it's like an apocalyptic type of movie, 
but it's like his mental struggles with dealing with his uh, apocalyptic dreams that he's having. And, um, and he starts becoming convinced like the world's ending type of thing. And uh, Michael Shannon's fan, big Michael. This is a Michael Shannon fan podcast. Love Michael Shannon. Uh, for the next uh, year, we're going to actually watch every episode of Boardwalk Empire. That's and right. Just do a recap of just the Michael Shannon scenes. Yep. Oh, yes. Michael it's Shannon like the, only. It's like the Tom Hardy scenes in Peaky Blinders. That too. Vanilla Sky with Tom Cruise? What the hell? Okay. Anyway. Was he in Vanilla Sky? Yeah. I forgot about that. He is. Like, that's also just like a movie I forgot about completely. It's I, mean, like, I totally forgot I about I think Kurt well. Russell's in it or something. Uh, Penelope Cruz, Cameron Diaz, Tom Cruise, Kurt Russell, Jason Lee. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That was, the, that was one of those. Uh, Tilda Swinton he was dead as well. The, yeah, it was one of those he was dead the entire time movies. Sorry, I hope I'm not spoiling a movie that came out 22 years ago. Conan O'Brien is in that movie? What the fuck? Tommy Welcome Lee. to Brigham Young Money, your number one IMDb podcast. That's right. We just I just read through IMDb. This is crazy. What a weird <laughs> cast of people in that movie. Well, um, anyway, so movies are good. Movies are great. Let's, what did I... I didn't watch... I actually did watch uh, Wonder... I watched the first Wonder Woman on, on Christmas Eve. So both my parents have had COVID. I can't remember. I'm sure I've mentioned that. So I like I was over at their house and um, my dad really likes the first Wonder Woman, I, I guess, which um, I'm not fully sure why I got. Well, I don't know. It's not it's not like those are it's funny because like the psychotic like right wing folks like uh, Sargon of Akkad and like Paul Joseph Watson and like all those losers get really worked up about like Oh, and Stefan Molyneux um, get all like what don't they get right? But like they're like the biggest whiniest piss babies ever. So they, fuck them. They pretend like Wonder Woman is like some gigantic piece of leftist feminist propaganda or whatever, and it's literally <laughs> yes. just yes. It's Gal just the, Gadot is well, yeah. Well, we don't talk. Uh, yeah, that's not part of the equation at all. But the fact that it's a woman is like supposed to be this progressive movie. Um, oh yeah, that, that's that's also like the plot of it's very leftist too. Because there's nothing more that leftists love than more than taking a side in World War One. Dude, what the fuck is up with that? Why did they do World War One? I? I don't understand. Not only that, but like leftists, like big supporters of the IDF. That too. I mean, just like just think about like World War One. I. I think it's because. They tried to make it like far enough away that they could give a root story that wasn't like based on anything else in the DC universe. They can kind of give it a well, birth. and like I guess the World but, War One thing. There's like less. I mean, because the question is, you know, why wouldn't she just go stop the Holocaust type of thing? Which again, she didn't do. <laughs> um, but like that really is kind of like up in the air. Like, uh, so you choose World War One because it is like nebulous enough that no one really understands what the fuck that war was about anyway. So it's fine. Like, you yeah, I mean, just, I mean, yeah. And happen. also the entire movie, they just treated like the Germans, like they were Germans in World War II. And right. It's like, they try to trick you into this, thinking it was. Yeah. They have this master weapon that's going to destroy the world. It's like, that doesn't really sound like Germany in World War One. Like Germany in World War One was like, we just really want Alsace-Lorraine. That's yeah. all we want. Yeah. So it was really confusing. They tried to... At, at some point, I threw out the movie. I was like, what fucking war is this? Like, I I was really baffled. But um, anyway, it, it was... I hear, I hear the first one's actually a lot better than the second one. Because um, the second one just got full chaos. But 
yeah so watch watch that haven't watched the second one not planning on it but i did see um equality utah troy williams review of it and based on that sounds like it's right up my alley so <sighs> dear i'm just gonna go ahead and jason williams elbow pass yeah <laughs> no 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 no. Let, let, let's let's see what troy williams had to say about that one because honestly it was too. A- we've suffered <laughs> enough yeah, it was but a, the people who listen haven't necessarily suffered enough. It was a great <laughs> review of a movie that was two and a half hours long and totally didn't like lose my interest in 30 minutes. Oh, just a no. two and a half hour movie that's just like the ending of The English Patient. All right, here we go. WW84 is an allegory of Trump's America and how we've co- all collectively lost our minds. Kristen Wiig kills it with her sapphic apex predator realness. What the fuck? And <laughs> Diana Slay—I don't know. You, you tell me. And Diana slays the runway again. There are many prepubescent boys and girls who will first realize they are gay tonight. <laughs> Christ. Wait, I thought. Like, wait, <laughs> Diana slays. If memory serves me right, didn't Diana get slayed? Uh, oh, 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 no. No. Oh, no, no. No, 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 no. I hate that. None of that. We're moving on from that. Um, so I just want to just plug my own t- post on that one, too, where I just posted the picture from Simpsons of Maggie wearing the sign that says, I'm a stupid baby. <laughs> <laughs> so good i like that i like that troy just troy honestly really just ignores me um which is funny because he follows me and um i he's probably muted me but i used to like work in the same building as him. i used to work across the hall and i would talk to him sometimes um so you know someone responded and said there's a lot to be said for a film that makes an unabashed and unflinching case for the importance of truth in a time when far too many shamelessly flaunted or claim there is no such thing Wonder Woman is the hero we need. And I said, unless that truth is about Israeli apartheid, of course. Oh, yes. And I was so, just going to say that unless, yeah. Yeah. Unless so, we want to mention Palestine. The the most I've engaged with this movie is listening to the Chapo review of it. And they pretty much just like said to us, uh, well, there's one part of it where, uh, oh, what's his name from Mandalorian and Game of Thrones and all Pe- that. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, Pedro Pascal uh, meets with the Emir of Egypt, which once again is not a thing. Yep. Um, who says, I want all the lands back, but we sold all the oil to the Saudis because, you know, they're really into like the market for oil because they're Saudi Arabia. <sighs> anyway, the uh, ending was pretty much about how uh, you have to give up on your dreams because getting your dreams is actually bad. Hope, hope we uh, solved that for you. The status quo is good. You guys want to talk about the stimulus now? Seems like a pretty good segue. Mitch McConnell's Wonder Woman. We'll get there at the end. We'll end with that. Oh, please stop. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you, you need to give up your dreams so we can uh, accomplish what we need to do. Dude, oh my God. It just yeah. He sounds like a lobotomized Forrest Gump. He's... He is a dis he's a disgusting man, dude. No, he's Forrest Gump with leprosy. Yeah, he really is. those hands, I'll never be able to get that image of his hands. But like, dude, Just I feel like we're gonna the I, keeper, man. Yeah, he really is. I feel like Troy might make uh 
he might become part of the canon here like over the next couple of years because I just have a feeling like his time during the this Biden administration is going to be fun. You're pretty optimistic to think well, we're all going to be here in a couple of years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to take shorter time than that too. I mean, I already like found the tweets where he says like, well, I'm a, I'm a liberal Republican. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why? He like is making hay out of the fact that he registered. He, his organization endorsed John Huntsman for governor, like well before uh, the primary was complete or the fact that, you know, there was a Democrat in the going to be in the race. They still endorsed Huntsman just out of no And he re- registered as a Republican to vote for Huntsman. But, um, you know, so one of my least favorite things that like liberals do is just call certain is they accept the framing of what, quote, socialism is. And he tweeted out an article about Trump, you know, supported 2K checks. And he was like, for the first time, I agree with Trump. Americans need 2K stimulus checks, but MAGA embracing socialism was not on my 2020 bingo card. I'm like, so I said, how is that socialism? And he just ignored me again. So, well, as we all know, socialism is when the government does things. Yeah, that's literally they've become they've just accepted the Republican framing, like literally just don't care to think about it any more than what it actually is. It's just like, nope. uh, Yep, that's socialism. It's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no nope I, I, i'm just so excited to see like the gop with the o being the hammer and sickle from the soviet flag again because <laughs> exactly just, it's just wonderful i know it really is or like oh man the the moscow mitch shit oh my god anyway <laughs> it's so bad uh okay so what we wanted to kind of start this episode off with um it's you know we're we're in one of the last days it's december 30th when we're recording this we're one of the last days of the year and it's been a fucking year i guess and we kind of just wanted to briefly go through uh some things that happened this year talk about some highlights some lowlights the good and the bad real quick and then um you know because that's what everyone wants to do is relive moments of this year yeah so let's start it out with uh you know trump's government assassinating general Soleimani uh of of iran um for i think that was that january 4th yeah it was right after new year's i was shocked it was in 2020 i was like are you fucking serious that feels (laughs) like it was three years ago yeah so that's something that happened right at the beginning of the year um and And honestly i ran bombed yeah. a base in iraq that was a u.s base and then iran blew up an airliner accidentally as yeah somehow we didn't go to war so probably because coronavirus quite honestly um i think that that interfered quite a bit but it is crazy to think about so i think was Suleimani killed in he was in another country right was he in iraq yeah, he was in Iraq doing a diplomatic mission and yeah. he just dropped a Hellfire mission on top of him. So so that's how it started. And, um, you know, things have kind of been heating up again in recent weeks with Trump. You know, he, again, sort of wants to go to war. It's really confusing. Um, so we'll see if that happens at the end of the year. That would be a nice little uh, one-year anniversary thing if we do end up going to war. That would fucking suck. And just, like, lingering the background, of course, during that time is, like, you know, um coronavirus was likely in the united states anywhere as early as like november or december of 2019 yeah of 2019 i I mean we pretty much know like the sundance film festival last year was like a super spreader event in all of uh yeah in 
like that's really like that's where a lot of people like trace a lot of the cases in Utah for like an early on too. Like seventy five percent of cases in Utah came from like New York City. Yeah, yeah. So it was already well into uh, the country. So that's exciting for everyone that that was just going on. Um, but yeah, but and also the primaries were kind of kicking up a bit, and uh, that takes us into February. Greg, how were you feeling in February? Oh, I actually you're... felt pretty optimistic. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I felt good. I, I was really quite excited. You know, that's actually like back when I think you and you and I and Jordan all first met for the first time. That's like, right. In person. Yeah, we were At bright the bar- eyed. The barnstorm. Like, yeah, yeah, we were bright eyed Bernie volunteers. Wow. We were, we were ready. And remember when we thought better things could actually happen? <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at that event. Uh, I was looking at the photo from that event and I was just like, uh, uh. it's like the end picture from the shining, bro. It really is the end. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's us at the hotel and Jack Nicholson's in the middle. It's just like, we're here forever. Dude. Yeah. I'm looking back to my pictures now. Like I'm, I am looking at pictures from Sundance. So that's fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh. but like remember in February how we all felt after Bernie won Nevada. Oh, I man. remember that like when it was called, like I texted my mom, and I think I've told you you all about my mom who's been a lifelong conservative. Yeah, yeah. And I I got her to switch to Team Bernie because she thought that he was like the one person in this race who was at least integritous. Yeah. And I texted her and was like. We just won Nevada. Bernie's gonna win this thing. Uh, want, want, want. But instead Wait, of the gems, I got something. Adam Sandler staring at the gym. I got something in my Christmas stocking to to make an appropriate sound for that. Kaboom! <laughs> um, just January and February was the best time for the primary too, because that's when Joe Biden was like fighting people at rallies and like he was like telling anyone who asked him a question he was like calling people fat if you asked him a question about why his climate plan sucks like he told you to vote for trump Um, or like when people asked him about like his old social security cut plans he'd just be like why 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 yeah calm down buddy or jill biden getting going on stage and being like yeah there might be some candidates who are better on things like like health care like the thing that everyone wants. I forgot about that. Dr. Jill Biden. Dr. Joe Jill Biden. That's right. <laughs> no, it, it was amazing too because we just thought like, holy shit, Joe Biden is just imploding. Like, Did that's he it. Fifth in New Hampshire or something like that, or fifth yeah, in he, Iowa. Yeah, he got like fifth in Iowa and I think like third in New, ha- in New yeah. Hampshire. And then we were all like, talking like he's done before this shit even starts. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Like we thought he was just Kamala at that point too. You're just like, oh, he's pulling down everywhere too. Like, yeah, he'll probably take South Carolina, I, but yeah, I'm honestly, we were talking, we were talking like 
he could drop out before Super Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what we were saying. Like, he was I'm, I'm glad we weren't that recording. Badly. <laughs> I'm glad we're not on the record for any of that. Oh, I know. It's a hell of a lot of egg on our face. I know. Uh, we're not on the record, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, Podcasts don't start out well with, like, optimism and brightness. It's like, that's right. It's best just to start and just complete nihilism yeah. and just go from you there. You can't be wrong. Um, so, yeah, it's all it's all looking up. So, uh, yeah, that was February, February continued. Um you know, uh, Biden. Wait, was was South Carolina before Super Tuesday? I, yeah, I, it was like yeah, two right days before. before like Super Tuesday, and then Super Tuesday was when Pete and Klobuchar just decided to yeah sp- spontaneously well, jump out despite like being heavily ahead in polls. That's right. Like at least in like the top five in polls. Yeah, which has never happened before in primary Super history. Weird. Yeah, there was well, okay, so in, also in February, Trump got impeached um, on like the most narrow terms possible, like because uh, Nancy Pelosi had to be like essentially dragged, kicking and screaming into doing it. And uh, I don't That's even just about the Ukraine left. Kyle, yeah. you need to I check honestly your don't privilege. Remember. <laughs> you need I to know. check your privilege and understand what girl bossing is. And that was girl bossing for sure. I, I, if you put a gun to my head, I really couldn't tell. I you can't remember. Was it was, about. I know Lev Parnas was part of it, but I don't remember who Lev Parnas is. Um, it was Wasn't Ukraine. It like the whole Ukraine like extortion thing. Yeah. Okay. So I we, guess we were, I don't know. <laughs> Um, oh, I remember. Uh, we we have, of course, we're like funding Ukraine's like war against Russia. So I don't really know what was going on. Um, we we were planning on giving them money, and Trump was like, "Yo, if you guys want this money, you got to do something for me." And it's I can't remember what that was. Like uh, lie about the election or something. I don't know. So <laughs> impeached. Uh, he was acquitted. Mitt Romney voted to, to uh, convict him, though. So. Hero. spontaneous rallies in salt lake city for mitt romney because he That's voted right. to he did a meaningless vote to hold the president accountable on something that they really were, didn't matter there were billboards out yeah. saying like mitt romney uh retire bitch <laughs> that's right well okay so and at the end of uh end of february um i helped put on uh <laughs> like a benefit show to raise money for the Bernie Sanders campaign. And we got like a whole bunch of people come to come out. That was February 28th. And I was like, (laughs) hell yeah, dude, this is, this is going, this is going to be sick because this was right before, um, you know, Bernie was scheduled to be in Salt Lake, like the next Monday, I think. And this was probably a, a Friday. So Monday comes along. Uh, now it's March, it's March and it's Monday. And we I'm at the Bernie Sanders rally taking photos uh, with my friend Sergio. And all of a sudden we are getting notifications like while Bernie's on stage that like Amy's dropping out and that like Pete is dropping out. And we're like, the rap fuck is officially on. And boy, the rap fuck was on the rap fuck was on. And Super Tuesday did not go very well because of that. The day of the big Bernie rally at the fair at the fair park, the fairgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was. It was literally right before Super Tuesday. Yep, it was the day yeah, it before. It was the Monday before, yeah. Yep, so took some photos. I uh, was feeling hopeful when I showed up. By the time I left, I was feeling very nervous and sick to my stomach, <clears throat> and that feeling was right. Uh, so Super Tuesday came and went. It was bad. And at the same time, COVID really starts to take hold in <clears throat> in Salt Lake. Well, sorry, in, in, in the country. And um, 
by like the second week in March, we have Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell testing positive for coronavirus. And uh, that was D-Day, man. That was that was where it all. And of course, we remember when they were I mean, the game was supposed to start in Oklahoma City. We talked about this briefly with Tony in that episode uh, because Tony was in Oklahoma City. And uh, yeah, wild shit. It was kind of surreal watching the game. What was it last night? Two nights ago in Oklahoma know, City. Two nights ago. Yeah. Wait, I don't no. Know. Wait. Time, that was yesterday. Fuck, time I don't is a remember. flat circle. Who gives a shit? But when it was, but like just watching Gobert and Donovan being back at Ground Zero. Seemed, I know. Seems, well, it's weird. Like uh, Don, or excuse me, Rudy was never there because uh, I think he um, he was back at the hotel. But yeah. Donovan was, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But just I remember sitting out. You know, I. I like every jazz game i sit on my couch and i watch it and i remember like seeing the delays and like all of us were in the chat like bro what the fuck is going on they've got like the halftime show out right now that was insane and then all of a sudden you know it was announced that rudy gobert had tested positive and you get the uh, the guy on the loudspeaker being like you need to all leave but you're fine, but get the fuck out right now. Crazy. Please leave. You are safe. <laughs> which of is course. like, which is yeah, a sentence that is like completely nonsensical if you hear it and immediately want to panic. Like, yep. it sounds like something Bane would say. Yeah, exactly. It was very Bane-like. It was scary. I did not like that. You're all safe. You're all safe. Please exit. It, it's Kevin Bacon. Yeah, it's Kevin Bacon at the end of Animal House, too. It's like, remain calm. All is well. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Okay, so uh, that was end of March. Um, it takes us through March, April. And obviously, you know, um, Bernie dropped out at some point, I think, during at, probably by the end of March. And because he was didn't want people to keep going to risk their lives to vote in places like Michigan. Um, yeah, that's. Because yeah. you had like the Michigan primary where they brought out Dr. Jill Biden to say it's safe to vote. Oh, which I is God about that, which is one of the most insane things ever, too, because that's the one thing that everyone forgets about with doctor discourse, too, is like they used her title to make it seem like she was a medical doctor to tell you it was safe to go vote. That's right. Oh, my God. I forgot. OK, that's disgusting. So, um, you know, we started to get more into some actual restrictions, uh, you know, the stay at home orders. And throughout this month in April, there's obviously a lot of protests about all of those, including in like an armed assault of the Michigan State House by like a right wing militia that showed up with guns and the cops just kind of let them do their thing, <clears throat> which was uh, juxtaposed with what happened the following month was pretty insane. Um, so yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Nothing really came of any of that. That's just a bunch of dudes with guns broken into the state house. And, uh, yeah, that was it. It was crazy. And then, um, you know, so uh, here we, I think we had a stay at home order. I can't remember if that was in April or May when we had ours, but, uh, in May, George Floyd was murdered and that set off protests that lasted, you know, for like the rest of the year, essentially, but really, um, insanely in may and june especially in in utah in particular um so let's see so in june uh the the protest here w got a little insane um and we that was a wild ass day 
Yeah. Yeah. Like that was when we first started the podcast. Like, uh-huh. like that week. Yeah. It was yeah. that week, wasn't it? It was. Uh, cause, uh, so, um, Bernardo Palacios was killed in the end of May. So our, mm-hmm. the protests here were like intertwined with like George Floyd and Bernardo. And then we, yeah, we, so we started around the end of May, I think. Um, I, yeah. If, I don't remember exactly, but we had like the, we had the full curfew. We had, you know, the troops rolling up and down all the blocks. We had the helicopters overhead, all of the protests. It was um, yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. yeah the mayor Mendenhall decided to like, Put a full week of curfew like it's like it's the watts riot or something like that yeah yeah and then this like some of the events that took place in june and july led to the arrests of all of uh the protesters like utah mads who was on this podcast right before she got arrested and charged with allegedly buying paint and faced life in prison for that so along with uh what is it Derek? is there a kitchen a legislator Oh, uh, he's a, he's, he's a state, a, he's a state, a state senator? senator. Yeah, yeah, he's a state senator who also got in trouble because he Venmoed uh, Mads uh, a certain amount of money with either the word paint or an emoji for paint. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, the fraternal radical, order police radical really left. Like, yeah, yeah, the fraternal order police really creamed their pants over that one. Yeah, they loved that. So uh, that you know, and at the, in, in the background, of course, like you know, all these protests are happening all over the country. And uh, in one funny event that took place was Trump clearing out all the protesters uh, by gassing like everyone in front of this oh, this God. famous church in Washington D.C., including some of the pastors of the church, so he could hold a bi- Bible in like the weirdest way possible for a photo op and a video. Was it upside down? He like yeah, oh. he held it upside down. Like he was like holding it with two feet. Yeah. It's just the worst. Just just giving like every political science class from here to the end of the world, like a picture to associate with like ur fascism. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he was holding that Bible. Like I hold one of Noah's diapers. Yeah. Dude. The two fingers, like as little, yeah. As like far little away skin from contact as possible. possible. <laughs> yeah. And the greatest thing too, is like he forced like the joint chiefs of staff to go with him and things like that too. <laughs> and they were all so visibly uncomfortable. Yeah. They like one of them explicitly that came out and said like, he regretted going on that. It didn't lose or we're going to go gas protesters. Yeah. Yeah. It and- was general <laughs> Milley, the chairman of the joint chiefs was like, I, we probably should. That was bad. <laughs> that was a bad, like, that idea. was bad. <laughs> when you're gassing you the protesters, have to hand yeah. it to them. You really don't. Um, so, and also, like, sports started to come back at the time. Like, uh, MLS is back, did their tournament thing that was weird, did a bubble. Um, NBA as well was uh, around during this time, I think. I can't The bubble remember. was legitimately cool, though. Yeah. It no, it was, it so, like, hats work. off to that. That that helped get through or get me through a really pretty fucking yeah, sports, terrible summer. That was nice to be able to tune in. Outside of the Jazz blowing a 3-1 lead. Yeah, that was which bad. is the only time we'll ever talk about that for the remainder of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I I kind of learned to like the Nuggets during all that, which was nuggets surprising to me. Are super I like Jamal fun. Murray, and Jokic is a seven foot Larry Bird. Dude, he's like, so good. He like when they did wins. that to I the love Jokic. when they did it to the Clippers in the next round, I was like, I love this team. Yeah, yeah, that was great. I liked that a lot. It's great when it's not happening to you. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely like the. A tragedy is when I get a paper cut. Comedy is when you fall into an open sewer and die. <laughs> Speaking yep. of that, and I won't give any more other plots 
uh, I, don't, I don't give away the plot anymore, but uh, Soul was a beautiful movie. Oh, I need to watch that. Watch Maybe I'll that, do that tomorrow. Disney Plus. It's it's very heartwarming. It's beautiful. Cool. I'm sorry. I I have uh, spent all my emotional energy on Disney Plus by watching a CGI Luke Skywalker, <laughs> which didn't look creepy at all. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh man, sorry. I I accidentally clicked a link for Joe Biden's merch, and boy. Um. Anyway, so uh, also, God, just awful. A foul ball is better than a strike. Yeah, it really is. Oh, so July. You guys remember Settle for Biden? Can we talk oh about that? God. This is about the time that like Settle for Biden was going in the full swing. That's right. It really was. Just um, the 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 single most cucked website in the history of algorithms. Dude, that that was in real life too. I mean, I, that extends to the you know make America kind again type shit that I'm still. Yes. I, there's somebody still over here in my neighborhood. Everywhere. I, it's fucking insane. Yeah. I mean, the settle for Biden stuff was especially egregious too, because it was like directed at leftists like us. It was like, yeah. listen, we know you guys wanted Bernie, but, but settle, yeah, but but settle for us. And now it's like after Biden's been elected too, and you just see just how fucking horrific his administration's going to be. It's like, oh yeah, this is the way it was always going to be, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, got fucking Larry Summers coming out against two thousand dollar stimmy checks. Yeah. Okay. If we do this, people won't want to work. We will overheat the economy. Oh my Whatever God. that means, I have no Love idea. Love to what overheat that means. the economy. Fucking well, good. We will talk who, about like, that in, who in a moment. Actually, enjoys their job. Yeah, no. the U.S. economy is like a '93 Taurus with like a cracked radiator, <laughs> and you're driving through the fucking desert on I-15. Oh dear, awful, awful. Um, July, we unfortunately had the death of Michael Brooks. We talked about that at the uh, time. Yeah. Um, just honestly insane. And like, just over like the last few weeks of like annoying left discourse when it comes to like the force the vote shit and like how we actually get Medicare for all uh, and who's on whose side and who's hanging out with Jimmy Dore or whatever. It's just like I've never felt like the uh, void of Michael so much that someone who like was so universally respected and that could like cut through all of that bullshit and like synthesize an actual strategy of some kind. It's just like is such a shame. Yeah, I'm so happy I refused to learn anything about force the vote or something Sam, like that. It's, because it's, like I stopped listening. I I've taken a break. I don't. I haven't listened to Bad Faith for like a, a couple weeks. Smart. I just can't. I'm not. I'm not doing it. It's it's. it's like. No. I don't care. We have no power right now, too. It's like, exactly. Like, I don't know what you're going to achieve with that, too. It's like, look at that. We only lost by 300 votes instead of, like, two, like 350. Progress. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it, I don't yeah. think it matters. It doesn't. In my opinion, it doesn't. And that whole discourse is insane. I was just like, I just wish Michael were, like, there to just, like, call people out for being disingenuous or just like being stupid like and acting in bad faith because michael was friends with all of the different people who were involved other than jimmy Dore, uh, involved in that really annoying arguments about whether or not to force the vote for medicare for all um which would get obviously shot down so yeah just a huge huge bummer um it's, it's fucking shitty and I, and I think it all comes down to too, like going back to force the vote too, which i love to discuss it's i always love the idea like we're gonna hold nancy pelosi responsible it's like who are you gonna replace her with unless you get like some like barbara lee to run for speaker or something like that it's not gonna happen and she won't and like yeah and i wish barbara lee would but like you know yeah, we're, it's not gonna happen that was never that would have been way more productive thing from the start is get rid of nancy pelosi even if you put 
fucking like Tim Ryan, who's like a weak spined bitch in there. Like that would be better. But like that was never it was like we won't vote for you, Pelosi, unless you unless you put a Medicare for all up for a floor vote. But it's like, OK, well, if you don't vote for her, then who are you going to vote for? And what? Why does she like it doesn't fucking matter anyway? Yeah, it's the same exact strategy that they tried in 2018 with Seth Moulton to run against speaker for her from the Blue Dogs. Yeah. Guess what? It didn't forward their cause any. No, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, it's 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 annoying. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, that is the last we will discuss that is the, last. the vote on this show. Yeah, so I've been going back and uh, I recently um, the birth was it the birthday or the anniversary of his death of Thomas Sankara was <clears throat> a couple weeks ago. And Michael did what he had a series called The Illicit History, and he did an episode about Thomas Sankara. That was really awesome. And a lot of the Michael Brooks illicit histories are on, histories are on YouTube. Highly recommend. <clears throat> Michael was incredible and just fucking smart. And uh, at least all of uh, the stuff that he worked on is still there. Just wish he got to work on more stuff. Um, so August continue uh, into August. There was another police shooting in, in Wisconsin. <clears throat> and this, you know, we, we had a lot of protests going on there. And this led to the NBA striking or like and, and the NBA strike uh, strike happened one night and other sports sports joined in, including Ralph Salt Lake of MLS and NFL teams, WNBA teams as well. Um, and even baseball teams, which was really surprising. Yeah, the the Brewers struck the night that all happened as well. I yeah. remember that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So all of that was very good. Uh, you know, there's hmm, I don't know how to how to really speak about this, but Obama ended up killing the protest by basically uh, saying, let me be clear. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't order a drone strike, so I uh, decided to uh, pick up the phone and uh, call my uh, good friend LeBron. Well, that that's that's the most the most frustrating part about that is that. Obama takes advantage of the fact that all these players respect him and trust his opinion. And uh, of course, Obama defends the status quo, you know, more than anyone else. And that's what uh, I do. So he yeah. all the players really got out of the like the concessions were some additional like voting area uh, centers that were like held in NBA arenas. And some of those didn't end up actually happening so i mean yeah that was the interesting thing about it too is like i wish nba players to kind of start realizing this is that obama now has more in common with like jerry reinsdorf than he does with any player yeah yeah so uh, sorry to bring up bad faith again but they actually did have a really good episode when they where they talked to cornell west um and i, I can't remember that was name, a great episode where where they were like discussing you know in that moment of having actual leverage what should they have asked for because like Medicare for all would have been kind of a weird one based on like what was going on, but like end of qualified immunity, like, cause I mean, we're all working within this structure. Like we all know the society and the government in which we live under. And so you're not going to end, you're not going to be able to ask for like, you know, the abolishment of police or the defunding of police and mass or um, you know, especially at the national level or like the end of capitalism, like that's not going to be, that's not realistic at all for NBA players to ask for, but like something like ending qualified immunity or like the uh, military weapon buyback thing that they do, um, or like civilian police review boards or yeah. things like that. But Nothing. Unfortunately, all we got was like 
say in Salt Lake City, we got Mayor Mendenhall and Chief Brown like having a Zoom call with the Jazz, and then like George and Yang gets to go out there, and like it was so cool to talk to them. Yeah, what the we fuck got fucking education reform on a the back of a bunch of jerseys. Dude, was did Yang have education reform on his jersey? I don't know. Who gives a fuck? I bet I, he I did. Have, Niang he hasn't had, even hit a shot this season. I don't care. I'm just glad that Damn. Gordon Hayward didn't have the ability to put back the blue on his jersey. <laughs> so, oh uh, yeah, I it wasn't approved. Didn't Gordon Hayward have education reform? Yeah, he did. That, 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 that's why, like that one is like the. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. Like, it's the default all lives matter selection. Uh-huh. It, it's like the catch all for all those people. Like, I think that's what Spencer Dinwiddie ended up with when he wanted to put like the deficit or whatever on his Yeah, jersey. he wanted to put like national debt or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, I think he wanted his up. jersey number to be the national debt. <laughs> it's just, Jesus. He's such an idiot. John Morant oh. had the. Uh, Best idea for a jersey, oh. but uh, sadly was not allowed to pursue Didn't he it. just have like fuck on it and then his number's yeah, 12? Had, yeah, yes, fuck 12. Fuck That's 12. what he had. That was so good. I forgot about they that. Actually, it actually, that reminds me, they actually took away the customization of jerseys uh, because of that. Like I was going <laughs> that, to order, yeah. I was going to order a Utah Jazz John Stockton jersey with fuck on the back where Stockton's name was supposed to go. Oh man. They really took that away? What they the did. Hell? It's no it's no longer an option. You used to be able to customize jerseys with uh any name you really wanted. And Dude, that, that is no longer a thing because of the fuck twelve. Damn. That blows. Uh, note to self, uh Alibaba purchase. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, they, they they'll still customize it for you. <laughs> I'll do anything. Oh, that's actually a good point. Yeah. So uh, get on. Let's see. DHgate, AliExpress, Alibaba, one of those websites. They'll they'll hook you up. Um, that's how I get all my U.S. men's national jerseys. Exactly. So. That's perfect. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, and locally, Deloitte Hansen completely fucked up when RSL protested and you know went on strike, essentially setting off a chain of events that has led to him crying on multiple of his own radio tv stations and losing control of real salt lake forever and, and is being and just being like labeled like a racist for the rest of his yep. life too because like yeah he just uh somehow managed to piss off every person in his organization and be like well got nothing to lose now Dude, let's uh yeah so i i actually got into um i got yeah i i got into an argument with someone on twitter who is a Mike Petke defender, but hates Deloy Hansen because of what he did. And I was like, if you've lost the Mike Petke guys, then like you've really fucked up. <laughs> if you lost the the homophobic racist tirade guy, then uh, yeah, you're you're in trouble. So yeah, so that's I mean that and that's continuing right right now. We don't know who's going to own RSL yet, but my bet is on Ryan Smith, um, who also owns the Jazz. Um, September. So yeah, I think so too. September. Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Uh, more Wait, girl bossing on. rest in peace uh october <laughs> october tr trump got covid uh the, and he held that rose garden party where like everyone got covid but then we really got to see the dichotomy of care that people like that receive in the experimental drugs and everything um 
If you yeah. guys want to burn a good hour and a half, go back and listen to the episode we did with Mark Ag. That really is one of my favorites. That's that, great. That happened like the day we recorded, like the day That's after right. Trump got COVID, That's which right. was single handedly the funniest thing to come out of twenty. That was awesome. What a night on Twitter that was. It was incredible. <laughs> And the, Honestly, but the the tweet the two weeks afterwards though with Trump, oh just dude, the content was incredible. Was the videos, the videos of him like in like di- looking really disheveled, and then ending the whole saga ending with him doing the drive by in like the in like the bulletproof you know Escalade or whatever with yes. infecting the other like the, just, the guys inside the car. Just, just doing. I think we called it the like the COVID hot box. Yes, dude. <laughs> uh. No, there is will there will never be like more like fun anticipation ever than like the Donald Trump. He's on oxygen now. This could get worse. We're He's kind of, gonna uh, die. He's we're on, gonna die. We're, it's really touch and go right now. Oh, uh, really touch and <laughs> that go. That video of him in the White House just barely like he's breathing like big pun. Just just wheezing, just <gasps> Uh, dude that was wild just like with that that footage of him just uh <laughs> and you could see where he was like they edited out little segments of it too could you see like i'm doing okay <gasps> and it's like just end right there too just like him gulping for air and then just like cut to something else All it's even cuts. funnier now in retrospect in hindsight knowing that's probably what lost him the election dude that honestly that's probably up there because he looked like a dumbass uh, <laughs> it was in that moment it, he knew he fucked up and then he was in that like two-week manic period where he was just on the roids the entire time because so just i feel myself i i feel great you know i could I, let's do push-ups let's do something <laughs> like, but it was he, but it was like manic because then like the the next one would be like nobody likes me i guess i'll just you know go eat ice cream in my room yeah dude i that just roll, saw it was the best roller coaster i've oh, ever been on. i know it was incredible i just saw something random pop up on my screen about uh mike conley giving each one of his teammates a ps5 mm-hmm. um which is funny but like uh joe ingles saying i think i've got a two thousand dollar dvd player now but people were like how did he get his hands on 15 ps5s and eric walden said he makes 34.5 million dollars this season because <laughs> he's yeah. worth over a hundred million dollars yeah if you pay a thousand dollars for a ps5 you can get one anyway uh so that was trump covid november biden won uh yay now it's december coronavirus has really just we all did end up going back to brunch too which was yep so we've been back at brunch every day since then which is great december uh you know coronavirus has just gotten worse we've hit we i think we had a record number of deaths today um i think for the country i think it was i really i don't want to fuck it up i don't know if it was 3900 but i think it was yeah it was 3900 i saw in the times front page oh so and that's that's almost a nine eleven and a half. It, it oh, is. Yeah. So, um, we have some notes here, but it's kind of doing out of order. Let's talk about the vaccine rollout and what's happening currently, um, because or what's not happening. What's what's not happening? So again, let's uh, everything. Yeah, it's 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 being a complete fucking disaster. So they're doing the same thing they did with when 
with with COVID task force and they're just putting yeah. the onus on the states. It's the exact same thing. Like they're just continuing to shoot themselves in the foot with the same fucking gun. Yeah, we're fighting this at such a local level and being distributed based on like who knows what and like it's it's just and it's we don't we don't we're not we aren't making enough or anything. It's so, so going flashing back a little bit like we didn't order enough from Pfizer or whatever and they we're also the ones that were ordered, but not told where to go. We're just sitting in a warehouse somewhere. And Pfizer is like, yeah, we have all these vaccines. You don't know where to send them. And now, you know, some states are saying they don't have them. Um, and it, the way it's being rolled out is 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 chaotic, to say the least. Um, and let's see. So we've got a little stat here. 11.4 million doses have been distributed, but only 2.4 million have been administered to patients. So for example, like I, I, I spent part of my day, um, at the hospital for a procedure that I was doing today. And I was, I asked one of the nurses, I, some people had been vaccinated, some had not. And I asked her if she had been yet. And she was like, Oh no, I wish, um, it's a big grab bag. And it seems like it's God from the sky, just telling you when you get chosen to get the vaccine. Like there's no plan even for like healthcare workers. They don't know what the availability is she's just like, and this was like an older woman who was, who was the, this nurse. And she's just like, yeah, I have no idea. I'm, and this is supposed to be the first people. They don't even know. There are other people in the hospital that have, and it's just completely random. But she's like, yeah, I don't, I have no idea. I'm just waiting for the grab bag in the sky to tell me when it's my turn. I was like, cool. Uh, of a number between one and 10. Oh. It's more like one in a thousand. <clears throat> yeah, good call. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And also, like, every sort of plan has been kicked down the road because Utah didn't get anywhere near the amount of doses like they initially thought they were going to get. So, like, teachers, for example, have all been pushed down, like, another three weeks from their initial plan. But don't worry, though. We're still going to start school right after New Year's. Yep. Still coming back. Still the extortion plot still worked. <laughs> cool. Still worked. Cool life we live. Cool. Yeah. It's um, wonderful. And uh, we talked about like how like how many doses have been distributed and all that. At current pace to fully vaccinate this entire country, it will take about seven years. Yep, and which is great. So there was this tweet from this guy. Uh, he kind of sucks. I'm, I'm just not going to say his name because I don't care. Uh, in 1947, New York City vaccinated 5 million people against smallpox in two weeks. How can we be so much worse at this 75 years later? The reason why I don't say his name and why he sucks is because he believes in an ideology that is the uh, explanation for why things are this much worse 75 years later. Um, but this is like this is where we've you know, we've decimated the, the, the public sector so much and privatized so many aspects of 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 the of the government and like have completely just used the government as a way to enrich private businesses um just neoliberalism and it's in its ultimate dream and it's just completely failed and we're seeing how much that's failed um what's that what, what that's leaving us with now and it's just insane that this is uh that we're so much worse at this a hundred years later <laughs> it's just it's disgusting it's a difference between like a new deal country and a, and a neoliberal country. Yeah. I mean, so let's see, uh, at the time, um, let's see. So vaccination clinics were set up around the city at hospitals, health department clinics, police and fire stations and schools. Volunteers from the, were drawn from the American Red Cross, the city health department, off-duty police officer, 
off-duty police officers and firefighters and the disbanded but vast World War II air raid warden networks located in all of New York's coastal towns. They went door to door to urge residents to get vaccinated. A radio and print ad campaign called Be Sure, Be Safe, Get Vaccinated advertised the vaccination clinic locations and emphasized that vaccination was free. Within days, long lines formed outside the clinics. More than 600,000 New Yorkers were vaccinated in the first week. So, hmm. Wonder. Oh, and and also, uh, let's see. There were uh, there was an emergency meeting with the heads of seven American pharmaceutical companies involved in vaccine production and asked them for a commitment to provide six million doses of vaccine. Um, the pharmaceutical companies accomplished this task by putting the vaccine into round of the clock production. Uh, additional vaccine doses were obtained from the Army and Navy. So we are just using none of the powers that we uh, could use to do this. We're Literally, like I said, with that nurse, she has no fucking idea what's happening. And out of all the people who would know, it should be like uh, nurses right now. And she's like, no, it's completely random. I have no no clue when I'm getting it. Just hopefully, she said, hopefully soon. So yeah, that was in 1947. And here we are just uh, fucking sucking at this. this Jordan, what's this Trump? Soon enough. We can't do anything. Yeah, what's the Trump we tweet? Can't. Trump tweet was pretty much just talking about how like it's been distributed to the states, so it's up to them. But like none of the none of the actual tweets of it, I mean the actual like uh doses have actually got out to them. So it's it, it's it's just amazing. Let me see if I can find it really quick. Hold on. Uh da, 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 da. I just oh my god. I just saw, I don't, I, I got to look into this some more, but um, this looks like a parody <laughs> website, but Donald Trump just tweeted out a link that from AfricaWorldNewspaper.com says <laughs> President Donald J. Trump is Africa World Man of the Year 2020. And he says, thank you, a great honor. And this website is, um, boy, there is a, there is a more than zero chance that Donald Trump thinks this gives him an N word pass. I, Oh boy, I bet it does. This is the weirdest article. It's like barely even an article. This looks like someone's blog. This is so strange. Okay, anyway. Okay, um, so I found the Trump tweet. It pretty much says, the federal government has distrib distributed the vaccines to the states. Now it is up to the states to administer. Get moving. Cool. So no leadership whatsoever from the federal government, so that's red. Anyway, I found this other tweet by Trump that also just made me laugh. Um, Twitter is shadow banning like never before. Oh, a disgrace yeah. that our weak and ineffective political leadership refuses to do anything about big tech. They either they're either afraid or stupid. Nobody really knows. Oh my god, dude! That yeah, that ties into their obsession with repealing Section Two Thirty, which is about liability <laughs> protections for for companies like Twitter and Facebook. And they think that if they take those away, um that like somehow it's going to result in less censorship when if 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 twitter is liable for every single thing that's posted on their website how the fuck does that result in less censorship like that Donald Trump would never be allowed on a website ever again Do you know how many people are going <laughs> to sue twitter because of Donald Trump like oh, overnight I know so it's a it's whatever if they were like they would just fold up operations and just be like we can't do this anymore like Yeah like message boards would just be done overnight and like every website would just look like disney.com. Yeah. And um, who do I sue when I can't post? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so um, 
in other like COVID news, uh, Luke Letlo, uh, um, a new incoming freshman representative from Louisiana, died of COVID at 41. And um, I don't know, you know, I, I'm not going to say I wish COVID on anyone, but like this is a man who uh, was very anti-mask and was wouldn't shut up about reopening again. I don't know what reopening means when everything is actually open. There's just not enough uh, business because people are not going out because uh, there's a fucking pandemic. Um, so he was big on, you know, pushing for that. And he got COVID and, and has died. So well, boys, sometimes you fuck around and sometimes you find out. Here's. Yeah, here's a tweet from Luke Ledlow in October where he pretty much said, uh, our economy is vital to future of our state and our country. So while we've been cautious, and I think both the state and federal level has have taken numerous precautions for COVID, we're now at a place where if we do not open our economy, we're in real danger. Well, oh. how'd that work out for you, Luke? That's called reopening the economy. And now you're one. dead. Reopening the economy, economy one, Luke zero. The amazing um, thing is if you look at look at some of like his last few tweets, like it's all like oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. He yeah. he, he caught him. He was like, uh, gotta go to the hospital now. And I guess Twitter just like deleted his account too, or he deleted his account. Oh really? Like, yeah, because I just clicked on his account again and it's giving me like the spinny wheel. It's like, ooh. Oh, it's gone. Sucks to suck. <laughs> Uh, that's yeah, that's too bad. So uh, no one, no one wants to be owned after death, I suppose. Yeah. So speaking of our incredible Congress, um, the within, I think the last time we spoke, there was a coronavirus relief bill that did pass both, uh, the house and I can't remember if it had passed the Senate yet. Um, but it had $600 checks and it was part of the omnibus spending package that contained a bunch of other spending shit just on random whatever. And um, also the like defense funding as well. So Donald Trump uh, said he was going to veto it because he wanted it to contain $2,000 checks. So then everyone's like, okay, let's fucking do this. Let's do $2,000 checks. So they, um, after all that was passed, uh, there was an amendment from the house that did end up passing through the house that basically just swapped out the 600 for $2,000 checks instead, which was great. Um, and that passed the House with a considerable amount of Republicans voting for it. Like, uh, I think there were 150 Republicans who voted for it, um, which is good. That's that's a good thing. Um, but the problem is, is that now it's not getting a vote in the Senate because Mitch McConnell does not want to bring that up for a vote. So the way we were told in Schoolhouse Rock is that like, I'm just a bill and it goes from the, the House to the Senate and then it just gets automatically voted on in the Senate and goes to the president and he signs it or vetoes it. What they didn't tell you in Schoolhouse Rock is that like the um, Senate majority leader can just decide not to bring things up for a vote ever and it will just sit on stuff forever. And that's kind of like what he's done throughout his whole tenure. And that's what he did for Obama and um, what he's doing now. So there's these there's this bill that's basically just an up or down vote on swapping in the 2000 for the 600. And he's refusing to vote for it. But luckily, we've got people like Bernie Sanders, uh, who and um, Ed Markey, actually, who have been filibustering, basically saying we're not going to vote for we're not going to vote at all on the um, on the defense funding part of like any of these bills until we have a single standalone up or down vote on the $2,000 checks. And that's kind of where we're at right now. That still hasn't happened. 
Um, and Bernie's got the support of um, every actual human being that's not uh, a complete chip bag and doesn't have the support of people like Dick Durbin, apparently, the Senate whip, who it's kind of confusing because he kind of he does support the checks, but he criticized the tying of the vote on checks to the NDAA, the, the defense part of the bill, criticizing the way that Bernie's going about trying to get these checks, which is just absurd because. Yeah, so, yeah. So he believes in it. He yeah. just doesn't want there to be any leverage to actually get. It yeah, that's 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 called leverage. That's how like there's this thing where they like, you know, we get told so often that like Mitch McConnell, like, oh, we just can't do anything at all because Mitch McConnell this is how you get something quote done is like actually using some sort of leverage in order to get a vote on something. And Bernie has been known as the amendment King. He sneaks things in, um, in, in into bills, but in, in this situation, he's literally on, you know, the Senate floor filibustering the vote on the NDAA until there's a vote on these checks. And like some people within the democratic party, including the Senate whip are not supportive of that. Um, Jordan, you want to tell us who else is missing from this fight? <laughs> oh, are you talking about like when Bernie was on the floor and like <clears throat> Warren and Vice President elect Kamala Harris and the Club Monster all just weren't there either? Gillibrand, too. Oh, I forgot about Chris and Gillibrand. I it's kind of easy to forget about her. I'm sorry because <laughs> uh, she disappeared really early in the primaries. Yeah. But yeah, like all of those disappeared really quickly too. Like they all did like Millie Mouse or like statements on Twitter, like we support the two thousand dollars. And it's it's funny too. Like like uh, Harris put out like the statement like at the around the same time too, where it was like, we just need to stay safe and buckle down and just pray, protect ourselves a little bit longer, and we'll all be okay. All the while, like actual financial security, she could have been fighting for on the floor because she's still a fucking U.S. senator. But she was she was too busy to be bothered with that because I don't know maybe she had to put another like Facebook lawyer on the administration or yep. something. Yeah, so uh, it, incredibly disappointing, but not surprising. Um, and something else that's going on. Uh, so there's of course some awful Republican senators as well who are uh, fighting against this. And John Cornyn of Texas in particular. Uh, asked Bernie Sanders, he said, would the senator be willing to combine liability shield with the 2K checks? They're trying to like fight for it. They don't want to do the up or down vote on the 2K checks. They want to throw something in with it, whether that's repealing section 230 or in this case, a liability shield for corporations, meaning that they that no one can get in trouble for endangering their employees. Someone like uh, Tyson Chicken who had uh, death, death pools on their employees. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, you know, after denying protections for them so and well, bernie like, yes amazon sorry. how many amazon warehouses have been like traced to super <clears throat> spreader events right. at this point exactly and bernie yelled and said people are talking about how they will feed their family not uh liability what is your problem holding a vote and bernie had all of these big ass uh signs of trump's tweets printed out of hit trump's support for the two thousand dollar checks because trump is just so chaotic and self-centered that he like does I think support these more than a lot of uh, well more than I expected him to but more than a lot of Republicans. What's his name yeah. on the checks? Yeah, he wants um, people to like to him. like him. Yeah, for whatever comes in the future that he wants people to like him. Um, so yeah, so Bernie's still you know on the floor. You know something interesting that um, John Cornyn did. I think Joe Kasabian tweeted a screenshot of what I wanted to 
bring up. But uh, oh, yeah. So that same night. So tonight, John Cornyn tweeted great tender, great tenderloin dinner from Perini Ranch. Highly recommend and a picture of this like steak that he's got on his table. He tweeted this uh, this afternoon. Um, that steak that he got was one hundred and twenty five dollar steak. And he's out there fighting against, uh, um, you know, two thousand dollars for people. So let them eat steak. Something that is so fucking insane to me, I, you know, um, is that what this really is sending people a check of $2,000. I mean, we're already doing it in the most stupid way possible. We're basically on last year's income. It's already like means tested to shit. If you make over $75,000, if you made over $75,000 last year, then it's cut big time and it ends at 90,000, I think. So, um, you know, it's already really ridiculous. And there's a lot of Republicans and dumbasses saying like, oh, well, we're sending this money to people who don't need it, which no, we're, we'd literally just be making it worse. But something that's really ridiculous is that this is essentially just a tax cut, but we're giving the money up front. Um, but we never have any of this bullshit discussion about, you know, about tax cuts when it's for wealthy or when it's, you know, everyone claims to support tax cuts for everyone. This is a tax cut giving people money up front is just reversing reverse engineering what that tax cut would be. So giving, but people are really against, you see how viscerally opposed they are to the mechanism of the government sending people money because they need it. Like what, that's, what's really, this is coming down to is an ideological battle on, uh, you know, is it okay for the government to just give someone money to survive? And of course the answer should be yes, yes. but like, this is the bat. This is the fight that's taking place, and how, how you you see how staunch that these people's beliefs are in thinking that no, like uh, people deserve to die, people deserve to be homeless, people deserve to go hungry, people deserve all of this stuff, um, because we can't just send people money when all of this is complete fucking bullshit, and we know we can, and none of this matters, none of the money, the deficit, that doesn't fucking matter. All of this, we could just do this, and that would be fine, but we don't. So. No, because at the end of the day, like, it's just because the only way this sort of like house of cards economy functions is if it's a punitive, it's if it, everything is a punitive measure. Yeah. Like, you have to work seven different gig economy jobs just to essentially survive. But if we give you money, you might not actually want to do that for a while and actually like catch your breath and actually thrive for a little bit. But that's unacceptable in the system. No, no, you have to be, you got to hustle every single day. Like every single day, you got to be making those fares. You got to be doing DoorDash. You got to be doing all the things possible just to survive. And it's no difference between John Cornyn or Larry Summers at this point. Yeah. Like, regardless of party. Or fucking Nancy Pelosi and her $12 ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, oh. man, I, that one, I, I don't know if this is satire or not, but it made me laugh really hard was I'd rather the 600 over the 2001. It'll make me hustle harder. IDK, maybe I'm just different. I have no idea if that's sarcastic, but that's really fucking funny if that is. Um, you know, there's plenty <clears throat> of people out there who probably have that mindset too, because I know. they're they're completely cocked. Like, I, I hate using that phrase, but there's no other way to put it too. It's like, no, no, I don't need that $1,400. I didn't earn it. I have to hustle for it. It's like, no, it's the, it's the fucking dinner with Jay-Z thing. Yeah. 
So like, what would you rather have a million dollars or a dinner with Jay-Z? And people will be like, oh, I'm going to have dinner with Jay-Z because he's going to impart so much wisdom that me picking up a thousand dollar tab at a restaurant is going to end up with me being a, like a multi-billionaire. Yeah, there's, oh man. It's like, uh, what is Jay-Z going to teach you? It's like, yeah, this is a good role. Well, this is, see ya. So just some random fucking idiot jazz fan uh, that I've gotten in an argument with before, but I know some people who follow him and uh, I don't really give a shit. Uh, oh, but yeah. I'm not going to say his name, but like he, his, this is his pin tweet. Okay. I, I came across his profile today because someone uh, retweeted it and I saw it, but um, the problems in his handle is related to the jazz. So it's really funny, but the problems with America will never be solved until our society stops thinking the government is responsible for making our lives perfect. And if our lives suck, it's the government's fault. We need personal accountability and no longer this victim complex that's in our society. Like what a dipshit. Personal accountability <laughs> is what got us here in the first place. Dipshit. We it's that's just that, that type of mindset is so funny and embarrassing to me. And it's the most yeah. tuck shit ever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, we need to have some personal accountability here. Um, why don't we talk about how we forced you to go to work in the middle of a pandemic and gave you no financial security to stay away from people? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, dude, just such a low bar of what life could really be. It's not. It's. It's just. It's. It's humiliating. I, yeah. It's. It's the take that was launched by a thousand fucking self help books written by like complete psychopaths. Dude, I know these people think they're coming up with some like novel idea, and it's like you're really just a product of like of all of the that neoliberal power that's just been creating that little that all of all of the the, the Reaganism created that tweet right there. <laughs> exactly it's like I'm just like nice dude like a, a team of like navy seals who like smuggled like 14 keys of cocaine while they were in like afghanistan just uh who, who just like got kicked out of the service but now just like do nothing but like write yeah. self-help books like those are the type of books that these guys love they love they love authoritarianism like rifle coffee that's right that's right like it's it's authoritarianism is okay if it's from your boss like that's that's really the type of shit like um you know your freedom only extends is like uh, apparently because you have the freedom of speech you think you are the most free people in the in, in the world but you might be completely uh in shackles at work for your entire life but that you know that's still freedom though but if you no, if you work hard enough it doesn't matter that your boss will never pay you enough to be his neighbor yep yeah, no, it's it's just Protestant work ethic on steroids at this yes, point sir. too, because it's just like, of uh, if if you're homeless <laughs> or if you have any sort of like, like personal failings that make sure that you're not living in the rich side of town and you don't have five cars and you're not swimming in debt at the same point too, it's because it's your fault. It's your fault the numbers that the bank uses to trust your trust your worthiness to actually get loans and things like that is why you're a horrible person. Oh my God. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, big things coming 2021 stays strong, hustle hard for, uh, for hustle survival. every day. So let's get that thing, bread fellas. That's right. The last thing I want to talk about, uh, which is something that made me laugh, um, is that Burgess Owens, new incoming, uh, GOP house member, of course, um, famously defeated Ben McAdams, who Ben McAdams replied to me on Twitter. So I know that I'm not muted, I think. 
Unless what? he just what's that weird is that, big, that might be your biggest 2020 victory. Something he does though, uh, is that he tweets from his like government account and then he responds sometimes to the tweets and the replies with his personal account, which is really weird. Um, but he did do that to me because I I said, Do you he he talked about you know, he passed, he voted to pass the, the coronavirus relief package. And of course he said like, this bill wasn't perfect. Like, uh, you know, he always has to like place blame on someone, but, um, which, but he doesn't, he never talks about specifics of what's not perfect. He likes, he just will say like, this is a, you know, a, a partisan wish list. That's what he always says, but he doesn't say specifically what is the, is the wish list. Like, you know, this, this person wants, you know, uh, you know, tax breaks for, people who own a racehorse. This person wants $2,000 checks to regular working people. These things are the same to me. Um, he doesn't say any of those, but I asked him if he supported the $2,000 checks and he said, yes. So that was good. He's at least, uh, uh, at least to the left as a bunch, about 150 Republicans in the house. So congratulations to Ben and thank you for not muting me yet with your personal account. Um, so right after that, yeah, he might have. So Burgess Owens, um, is obviously coming into the house very soon. And uh, Burgess Owens is among a bunch of GOP House members who are backing the uh, the a challenge on the electoral vote to uh, vote for who, who voted to um, get Joe Biden in as president. Oh, one thing we didn't mention about Joe oh, Biden yes. real quick. Joe Biden was asked about the two thousand dollar checks as you at the end of a press conference and without turning around on his way out. Uh, the, the reporter asked him if he supported the $1,000 checks. Yes. And then he just kept walking. So um, there's our there's our warrior. And comparing that to, you know, Bernie telling Mitch McConnell that he can suck his Brooklyn balls, uh, that's way worse. Oh, it just <sighs> goes to show you. Let me be clear. <laughs> Mitch yeah. McConnell can suck on my balls. It just goes to show you that Joe Biden does not want to do it. He's just he doesn't want to he answer questions to. about it. He doesn't want to push for it. But if he says no to it too, like people are just gonna like at like, seventy eight. What the fuck does he want to do at all? I have no idea. I don't know why Except he's for, here. Like, it's go, insane like, that he's here. Drive fucking cars on like I ninety. Driving long cars. <laughs> Driving long cars. Okay. So anyway, so Burgess Owens is is challenging. Um, you know, the electoral college vote of Joe, Joe Biden, Dr. Joe, Joe Biden. And um, yeah, this is just, I'm really excited for, for what's to come. I'm really excited for, for uh, Burgess Owens to make us proud as Utahns. And he's joining up with some other, um, you know, populists such as Josh Hawley <laughs> to, uh, um, <laughs> and uh, the guy who's, who's uh, planned, this is Mo Brooks from, uh, where the fuck is Mo Brooks from? Alabama. Is he from, he's either from Louisiana or Texas. He, he's he's Alabama. That's Brooks, right. Okay. Alabama. Uh, when when uh, Holly said that he was joining on, Brooks said, bam, the fight for America's Republic is on. So. <laughs> Which is pointless, too, because what's going to happen is the Senate's going to reject their, their push, and then the House is going to reject it, because all it takes in the House is a simple majority. And it's like, no, fuck off. And that's it. I know. And like we had how many lawsuits? We had how many investigations? And like nothing we happened. We had the Kraken, man. Dude. We had the Kraken. We had the Kraken. Burgess Owens has lost the support of KSL comments. And I'm just like. 
it's it's mind-blowing there's no turning back if that's the case it's gonna be such a fun couple of years when like burgess owen just like reads the protocols of the elders of zion on like the house record and like he's gonna engage he's gonna engage in some heavy anti-semitism like of the original kind (laughs) oh no doubt like (laughs) he's gonna try to shut down the alta club oh my god dude (laughs) No, no, it's it's uh it's gonna be bad. I know it's so cool. Oh man, oh. honestly, it's gonna be an entertaining couple of years because it really doesn't matter. But he's it's gonna, gonna give be, us so much content. It's gonna be fun to see who like they run against Burgess Owens in two years too. But since they're gonna like gerrymander his district to be like a Republican plus ninety or something, he'll probably like win <laughs> by like seventy points despite like running on like that's the, right. Besides, Dude, like, this is on, like, the... so fucking funny. So there are obviously some supportive comments in. Uh, they are getting ratioed in the in the KSL comment section. Anyone that's supportive of Burgess Owens has a certain number of likes. The ones responding to them have more likes, which is funny. But this one in support is really funny. Thank you, Mr. Owens. I had your back during the election, and I'll have it again. Those who disagree with you probably didn't vote for you. Tens of millions of voters dif- disagree with what took place last November third. Yes, I am sure that the tens of millions of voters who voted for Donald Trump disagree and think that he should have won. That doesn't mean anything that they disagree with what took place. Oh, my God. I love it. Oh, my goodness. I'm just looking at uh, I'm just looking at uh, Burgess's uh, Twitter page right now because it's always good to kind of go back every couple of days and see what he's, right. he's tweeting. So an hour ago, he just tweeted, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> oh, oh my god that's so awesome that's oh, I so, love it so awesome much. what is threatening our fr- uh, whatever man it's uh so cool. leftist liberals who uh reside in the georgia secretary of state office oh my god dude he celebrated happy pledge of allegiance day on december 28th Fun fact, the Pledge of Allegiance was written by a socialist, but go off, man. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Awful. Um, Man, something that I don't want to end on a really sad note, but something that's just incredibly awful and very sad is that Ty Jordan of the University of Utah football team died on Christmas Day? Or was that Christmas Eve? It was Christmas Day. Christmas, Christmas night. He was yeah. um, he was accidentally shot. I, I don't know what the details are. I'm, I don't think they've come out or I mean, it doesn't really matter in my opinion too much. It was an accidental gun discharge and uh, Ty Jordan, who uh, a freshman, incredible football player, like <laughs> just phenomenal football player, um, just really, really sad death. And um, yeah, just I can't I can't imagine that is just incredibly gut-wrenching just awful for his family so sorry to end it on a bad note i'm sorry that we're ending but yeah and kind of goes along with that too like being military myself and all that like if you're going to own guns please learn how to handle them yeah there's plenty of places to learn from too there's classes all over the place hell i've been dealing with them for over a decade just in like a professional setting too if you if you want to i'll teach you how to do it but for the love of God, 
please handle firearms safely because honestly i don't believe there's any such thing as a gun accident like yeah there's no such thing yeah and ty jordan's death is completely regrettable and it's completely preventable too yeah yeah this is not uh i mean we're not super huge gunheads or anything but this isn't like a take all the guns away type podcast but like if you do like be really smart about it because this shit is no joke no so it's a it's 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 just tragic yeah it's the only thing you can say yeah it's a very tragic and sobering reminder rest in peace to a to a king dude he's gonna be missed um yeah anyway boys uh any final words for the year should we end on a positive note let's end on a positive like like a good thing yes let's end on a good thing let's end on on a positive thing um the jazz are two and one Okay, pretty good. Greg, what's your positive thing? Yeah, because you didn't have any like big things happen in your life this nope. year. Nope. I mean, right. I got engaged. Yeah, okay. I got engaged. That's also hey. got engaged in the jazz R2 and one. Okay, that's a good thing. Greg, um, what's your good thing? If there are silver linings with COVID and everything, I've got to spend just an abnormal amount of time with the boy, um, which at like him being a toddler um, and getting that bonding time has been really incredible. And that I have not completely lost my mind and gone back to like a functioning alcoholic like i was throughout a lot of my 20s is a huge w so i'm gonna pat myself on the back for that cool yeah that's good um yeah to close out my final thing uh this year i am very thankful that i got to meet you guys become friends with you guys start this podcast but also um a lot of nights on greg's front lawn socially distanced to keep sane through the summer and those were good um, days those were good days so that that was a that was a huge positive it's nice being Uh, able to have people to blow off steam with for sure um and i am very thankful uh for the health of me and those closest to me um i've had you know my parents have got got covid and they luckily had very mild cases um, I'm feeling very grateful to still have a job as well. Um, I wasn't yes. out of work for very long this year. Uh, I managed to stay fine, get a new one before it was too late. And um, yeah, so thankful for all of those things. And hopefully uh, this time next year, things are in better shape to some extent. I know, you know, we're, you know, we all know, are, we're all aware of the train that we're on and where we're headed, but hopefully some things have normalized to a point where we can ignore them back like we used to. All right. Well, amen. Thank you, brothers. Happy year, everyone. Uh, We'll see you guys next week.